Welcome everybody to the New Artist Spotlight podcast. So today it's just myself as Origin is unfortunately uh, a little bit ill. Um, but if you've watched and listened before, you'll know that we're here to interview some of the greatest of Nas artists all around the world. And today we've got a guy who I've spoken to once before as part of his former group, FR Music Project, but now coming back as Rich Allen. Please welcome Rich Allen. Hey. <laughs> How are you doing, mate? It's so good to be here. It's good, so good to see you. It's, you know, I, I like you said, it was about a year ago when I was on the podcast last, and uh, a lot has happened, and I'm just so thankful to have a chance to catch up with you. Uh, and also, just tell you how much, uh, how excited I am. I'm looking forward to your new release, and how much I love Sacked on uh, Championship Manager. <laughs> what a great piece. Oh, thanks, man. Just, I love it. Yeah. So it's really cool. I'm glad to be here. So yeah, it's good um, to have you. So tell us about what's uh, what's been going on since then. So what's um what happened to FR Music Project? We kind of just went our different ways, you know. Um I think that sometimes people grow apart and my music, uh my musical style and what I wanted to do and the avenue I wanted to go was maybe a little different than him. Um I wish him well. He's doing really good on his own. Um you could check him out at uh, freddymatthews.com. Right. Yeah, uh, you know, um, he's doing, um, I think, some covers and um, he's playing around the local circuit, which is great. Um, I've just kind of jumped in and realized um, I just had a pretty major birthday in my life. I turned 62 and I'm, I'm getting ready for the next steps Um towards retirement and um all i want to do is just really throw myself completely into my music and i was looking at the amount of songs that i have and that's all i really want to do so i've just been spending all my time spare time uh besides trying to be a good husband and raise a, a teenage daughter uh, in the studio i'm fortunate enough to have my home studio and uh, just trying to record as many songs as I can to kind of maybe leave my mark, so to speak, or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great, man. I know that feeling. Um, unfortunately, retirement is not just around the corner for me. Um, I really wish yeah. it was, but you know what? I'll take the extra 30 years um, for now. I but... take my youth back, to be honest with you. I love working, don't get me wrong. And I'll, I'll always play music, but the opportunity to increase the amount of time that I have to create and work mm. on um, something that I love and to try to hone my, my craft. I mean, I'm constantly trying to, to write better songs, improve my compositions, my arrangements, all of that is, you know, mm. um, and it's, it never um, stops. Does it? It's good fun. Like just sort of um, seeing where it'll all go as well. And like, yeah, you do right, man. If, the, if you had that urge to, to make your own music and um, you know, nothing's going to, nothing's going to stop that. Is it? Nothing feels better than that. I think. And, nothing I'm, feels better than that. Yeah. And I also feel that nothing, um, nothing is better than being challenged. I've learned a long time ago that um, if you're humble in this business, you'll do well. Um, and um, there's nothing better than learning from better musicians. And um, if I could throw it out there, you know, one of the things um, that uh, Nas has done for me is I get a chance to listen to what other people, other independent artists like me, that don't have the backing of mainstream or the what they call the tastemakers. And um, 
I see what they're doing and what they're producing and it strives and it pushes me to create and try to uh, produce a, a, a product uh, just as good, if not better. <laughs> not yeah, that I'm agree, competitive, man. but um, I glean so much from them. And, and I mean, it's it's just an amazing, um, it's been an amazing opportunity for me to really learn and, and appreciate uh, my fellow uh, NAS artists. Yeah, across that's good, the board, man. You know, so it's really kind of cool. Um, um, it sounded so, really good, by yeah, the way, your music. Um, it's I know you've only got, You've got one track out so far, haven't you? Crazy You. It sounds really good. Yes. And um, so I have. You've got one that <laughs> yeah, I had an exclusive it's, it's preview cool. of as well. But yeah, they're both. They're, yeah. they're sounding brilliant, man. I like it. They're sounding very full, and the production sounds really good. Are you doing all that yourself? Well, no, no, no. I have a lot of help from there's that. I call it the Charles Connolly factor. <laughs> <laughs> the man's brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> so he's good. here's what it is: is like I start to put together like this pot of stew, so to speak, and I throw all these tracks in it, <laughs> and then I send it to him, and he figures out how to season it, so to speak. That's kind of yeah, yeah. how to how to describe it. He's been able to take and understand what I'm trying to uh, express in the song. And mix it and engineer it and fix my tracks in a way so that that I just um, I love the way it comes out. I mean, he really is a, a master at it, and I'm mm. so thankful. First off, I'm humbled that he agreed to to help mix and master my tracks and kind of co-produce them. And on top of that, um, that I just love the outcome. And um, I have um, I have two other songs in the ready to go and to be released. Um, and uh, I have, I'm actually tomorrow uh, tracking vocals for three more. And then I'm kind of going to take a break for the rest of the year and enjoy the summer with my daughter and my wife after I track these vocals and then hopefully send them off to be mixed and mastered. And then what I, um, I have a few uh, corporate gigs that I'm doing where, which is, you know, it's always good money where you can go and play some of your original music and just sprinkle a few covers in there and get paid well. And oh, that's great, man. So I have a couple of those booked and I'm working on this uh, local record store tour where um, actually from the singles from FNR Music Project that I, uh, the songs, that singles that I wrote, I'm actually going and kind of performing them and then selling the album and kind of doing like record stores just to kind of build a, help build a local following here. And Yeah, that's awesome, man. Do you get like, yeah. um, you know, the record store gigs, do you get like, a? is it just that people will be coming in and browsing records anyway and you'll be there playing and they'll play Well, it's it kind of cool. Some places will really market it and say, hey, we're having this event, come see this singer-songwriter, he's going to talk with you and, you know, and then I, I just, you know, I ramble on about nonsense nonsense and then play a few songs i've done like two of them and they they've been really a lot of fun um some people listen um intently some people just come in and you know i my music is a kind of a niche in a niche if you if if you will i mean it's um it's more geared towards older people i i hate to say it that way but um what i love about my music or the music that i create and i will always do this is i it, it's analog instruments it's it's the instruments are being played and right. um and that's a that's important to me and um it's it's beautiful to see things come to life 
You know, I, I never, um, I never ever thought in a million years that when I just started toying around that I would ever get to this level, nor did I ever, it wasn't really an aspiration where now I'm like getting paid to go play out and, and enjoying it. And then I have music that's released. So mm. it's kind of, it's kind of surreal in a way because it's not really was ever my intention or, or my career path, but now it is. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. it's that, you know, I'm a little late, so to speak, but it's but better late than never, man. Yeah, better late than never. And that's great. Like, and yeah, I've, I love that about like um, the modern age as well. You could, it's easier to become a recording artist. There's not so many barriers in the way and you can express yourself however you want to. You don't have to listen to what other people think you should be doing with your songs or anything like that. Yeah, it's great, man. And, Absolutely. Uh, so we've got, um, we're going to play one of your tracks. Um, I'll get this out of the way early because I want to hear about it. I'm interested. So, First of all, okay. the, na- the name of it, Hobbs. What's this? Hobbs. What does it mean? Okay, so it's kind of had a couple different meetings. There was a, um, a philosopher, Thomas Hobbes, an old philosopher from England, and he really was a curmudgeon. He, he really was a, I, I think he was a miserable son of a bitch. There's no other way to put it. But he was also the inspiration. We all are, mate. We all are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I hope I didn't offend any fans out there. It's just my opinion, and I'm subject to change if you can convince me. But um, Hobbes was also the inspiration between the, the comic strip Calvin and Hobbes. And um, so anyway, Hobbes is the, the tiger. And Calvin was from the uh, Calvin uh, Calvinism or the, the founder of the, uh, I think, Presbyterian Church. Anyway, all this to say is there's a reference in the song about Calvin and Hobbes kind of going off a cliff. And um, and it kind of just summed up um, that. Um, how do I say this? It kind of summed up the song in a couple different ways. Uh, the song's about um, just things going bad, and that's kind of to- uh, Thomas Hobbes' outlook on life. Everything goes bad, <laughs> and that's kind of the way the co- ca- ca- comic strip character is. Everything goes bad. So anyway, that's why I called it Hobbes. Please don't ask. That's good. That's good. So, so how are you actually? Um, you know, actually, I'll do that after. We'll we'll play the song first. Unless is there anything else you want to tell us about the song before we give it a spin? Uh, no, I can tell you that um, when I wrote it, I kind of I kind of pilfered something from a song I wrote when I was fourteen. So I kind of nice. stole the hook from the song that I wrote when I was fourteen and kind of blended it in. So um, I, I guess there's no shame in that, but it is what it is. The other song will never be anything because the other song just, you know, never evolved. But the hook was there. And now here it is, like, I don't know, 40 years later. And- <laughs> yeah, man. But no, there's no shame in that at all. I think that's great. Like, I think that's um, a lot of what us musicians and songwriters will probably do as well is, you know, you have one idea and at the time it doesn't seem right. And then a few years later, suddenly it, it's the it longest like, cooking song. I say they yeah, yeah, man. So forty-eight <laughs> years in the making. <laughs> it's cooked forever, you know. Yeah, yeah. So do you want to do the honors and introduce it? Yeah. So uh, this is um, Hobbs. Please don't ask. Um, and uh, I do want to say it features uh, Hugo Lee on sax and um, amazing talent and amazing friend. And I'm thankful that he agreed to play on this track for me.
So with further ado, here's Hops.
Okay, great, mate. That was fantastic. Thank you for letting us play that. Um, and you said, you said about your friend on sax as well. Is there like some backing vocals in there from the female as well? Yes. Or? So uh, I'm very fortunate. I work with a couple different uh, background artists. Um, uh, in Tampa, we're blessed to have amazing singer-songwriters. You can go out any night to any open mic and run into somebody with amazing voices. And, and they're so... They're so uh, pleased to have the opportunity to go into a professional studio to record vocals that I usually can talk them into it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I do is everything else is pretty much tracked uh, at home or in a different location. And, and then I only cut in a pro studio because I can only afford so much and I'd rather spend it on the back end. I go um, and record my vocals always in like clear tracks or in a professional recording studio. Uh, the quality of their microphones and the fact that I can have an engineer on the panel while I'm doing the vocals to me is priceless because to try to do both, it's not like you're playing guitar or you're playing down a piano track or, or things like that. The vocals, I just feel um, the microphone is everything. And um I don't have a grant for a mic. (laughs) (laughs) To be honest with you, um, all the um, the equipment that I have, um, you know, I pay for for my gigs. I mean, it's it's hard to be a it's it's not hard. It's um, it's an expense to try to be an independent musician to release music Mm. nowadays, and it's not getting any cheaper. But it's okay because it's it's the only vice I have, and it's um, it's a healthy vice. And it's a healthy expression. And I feel like it's going to keep me young. And um, I just, you know, I feel very blessed to be able to do it. And the cool part is learning about um, different strategies when, um, when I'm recording. Uh, so, some different things and things that I'm doing. Like, for instance, um, um, there's a bathroom right off of my, we're in my studio right now. And there's a bathroom off of there. And sometimes I put a mic in the bathroom and leave the door open because that natural reverb that comes out of the shower and kind of fool around with that. Or, um, you know, some, a lot of times I'll do the guitar direct or other times I'll just turn it all nine O and, um, and blast it through the mics, you know, and it's just yeah, interesting to see what works and doesn't work. And just playing around with everything. Right. Are so, you like, how much of a perfectionist would you say you are? I, I don't think I'm nearly a, enough perfectionist because here's the thing. I, I think there's, and I'm going to say this, and Charles Conley, if you're watching this, please do not judge me, but I think there's beauty in imperfection. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that I, I, I really, really do. And, you know, um, a lot of, um, I love studio recordings, but what I truly love is live performances. And I love, I love, I love the little bit of pitchiness in somebody's voice when they're singing on stage. What I love is the exchange of energy. And, mm. and that only happens in a live performance. Now, all the music that I write and try to record, there's an essence in it, or not an essence, but there's a they're written to be to be played live. They're written to be played live with a big band behind me. That's my whole, you know, when I hear the music in my head. And so that's why toward, toward the end of my songs, they kind of run on. But they're meant to, to do that. And I write all my music thinking 
like I'm performing them because usually they start out with me playing on an acoustic guitar. And from there, it kind of builds. And then I'll go over to the piano and try to figure it out or try to figure out chord changes or whatever. But I always throw down a scratch track as soon as the idea comes mm -hmm. into my head. Some of the best ideas have been lost because I have been too lazy to hit record. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if that happens to you or uh, I'm sure it happens to all musicians. It's got to. And, yeah. Cause you have so many ideas. And I, yeah, so I think for ideas. me, I've got like this long list of like songs where I've thought of an amazing idea and then I've written it down, like just on a note to record that at a later date. And then yeah. you, you can never get around to it. Can you? There's so many like, or I'm, or I'm already working on another song. I think, right, I've got to finish this one first. And then I'll get onto that. And then by the time I finish that, I've already gone down a different route with a different idea. And yeah. it's like, I like you say, maybe you come right back now. to that in another 48 years, you'll um, you'll get back to them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, there is hope. I, uh, I got three going right now, so I relate. And, you know, it's kind of funny because at the beginning of the year, New Year's, um, my, my poor wife was was uh, was down with COVID. Um, and she's better now. She's fine. But she was down with COVID. So New Year's Eve. And then there's my my daughter was just like she's a teenager. She doesn't want to hang out with that on New Year's Eve. So I'm playing music and writing songs. And the next day I'm sitting with my daughter and we, she kind of challenged me to write a song a month. And so when February came around, she goes, did you write February? <laughs> and she gives me certain subject lines like she really wants me to write this satirical uh country song you know like the epitome of the ultimate country song and i kind of have some but i also feel somewhat offensive and, and <laughs> in, in this culture today especially in the united states i'm not sure i want to like piss off anybody <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm not going to record it we're just going to do it around the house and laugh about it here yeah man you don't want to be cancelled let's, let's not have rich allen cancelled yeah, yeah, yeah. By the I country just, crowd. You know, I, I, hey, I'm really, I'm, I'm a firm believer, love all, harm none. You know, let's just make music and change the world that way. Yeah, you man. Know? So, so, you know, when you play live, do you play live with a full band or is it just you? Well, lately it's just been me playing acoustic guitar. Some of the things that I do sometimes is I'll actually play with some backing tracks that I have that I kind of mix down and it's more of, more of a click for me just to keep me kind of going and I enjoy that now there is plans to play bigger venues and if that I put a band together I have a drummer and a bass player uh and a keyboard player that I get together like once a week with just to do things with That's um, class, man. just to kind of stay in the groove but we haven't played any gigs for a couple of reasons um one um I'm at the point now where I'm not going to play a gig and lose money. Mm -hmm. um, so if I have to pay out a full band and I'm not going to make anything, I just soon do it, take less money and have a good time instead, instead of doing that way. I know that sounds somewhat arrogant, but that's just, no, it doesn't, mate. it doesn't, you've got to have your own boundaries and stuff. Right. And I've been thinking this myself recently, actually, because I've got a couple of gigs coming up where I'm not getting paid for them um, two Saturdays in a row. And I'm thinking after these two, I do. I don't really want to keep taking gigs where I'm not getting paid, or because it's costing me and it's taking my Saturday night. And then I might sell a couple of CDs or something like that. But you know, it's not a lot of money. And 
And it's although it's not about the money, at first it was like I just wanted to be on the bill. Whereas now it's like, well, even if you know there might only be sort of twenty people there anyway, is it worth it when I could be sort of doing other things more fulfilling? Maybe not more fulfilling because I love playing live, but I don't know. You've just got to do whatever you feels right, haven't you? Like for me, what I find that what I find that for me, when I really feel like going out to play, and I want people to just like I want to road test a new song. I intentionally go to the open mics where you don't get paid. There's mm. people there. There are other musicians. And and nine times out of 10, you're going to get some honest feedback from some musician. Some musicians are um, will be quite the opposite. They'll be somewhat, um, um, I don't know how to put it. Blowing smoke up your ass just to tell you it's amazing. Like, is that what you mean or... Well, no, they'll, they'll, they'll be, they'll be like, you know, like, I don't know, almost standoffish or are, are rude to you. And I just feel, okay, well, that's their issue or their insecurity, or they just don't appreciate that. Um, I'm of the, the um, mindset that when I go to open mic, I don't care how great they are or how bad they are. I'm going to applaud and I'm going to cheer them on because it takes a little bit of, you know what, to get up there and Mm -hmm. do it. And they're doing it. They're, everybody's got to start somewhere. So if you can't see that, then, you know, mm-hmm. luckily I go to these open mics that it's a great crowd. And you see, like, unbelievable talent across the board. Youngsters that just blow me away. And 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 old guys like me just getting up there and just having a good old time, you know. And so I'm yeah, thankful to be part of where I live that there's a great local music scene and, and I get to be part of it and um, I get to uh, get out and do it. Um, I am planning on putting together a big show um, for next year. And that will be pretty much um, I'll probably try to get booked at the attic, which is a, a great listening hall here that I did a show a couple of years ago. And that would be a full band complete with horns and um, horns, just a full band. And um, I'm trying to share the venue with a, another local band that's doing pretty well. And we'll see what happens. Um, it's tough, though. It's tough to market. It's, um, it, it's it, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a tough market here. A lot of people um, in, in America right now, I feel like a lot of people don't have the disposable income they had two years ago mm. before COVID. So I don't know, you know, who's spending money on shows. I see less people doing anything. Mm. Um, I was at a show the other night and it seemed about 75% capacity of what it should be, you know? Mm. But uh, Yeah, it's the same here, man. I've noticed a lot of people just aren't going to shows or, and I think people, I think COVID had got people into the habit of um, sort of canceling or not going to stuff or, you know, sort of, Maybe they'll say they'll be there and then last minute they'll think, oh, no, I can't be bothered. And yeah, it's a strange one, man. It's, it has changed a bit, I think. Um, but the hardcore ones will still be going to going to gigs and open mics and stuff like that. Yeah, the people that the people that need that fix, you know. Mm. Um, I um I love it because like I said, I like I like the opportunity to kind of road test new stuff. Mm. Um, it's always kind of good to throw it out there and see what works and didn't work. Um, and then also I love to hear other musicians and the networking that's mm. it's huge i mean it's again like new out of spotlight the networking on this has been invaluable and um it's it's interesting because um 
it's made the world so small for me, smaller than mm. it was. And I love that. I love the fact that I have now friends and artists that I know across the world. And I'll tell you, um, there's nothing better for me. Um, Monday at 12 o'clock. I love it. That the top 20 countdown. I look forward yeah, to yeah. the Conley review and then new discovery on Friday, you know? So there's, there's, um, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of excitement and there's a lot of pulse um, that I feel. And it's always great to, to hear good quality music before anybody else. And, mm. um, and that's the way I look at it. I mean, it's such a, an amazing, amazing uh, community to be yeah. part of. You're right, man. I know. I, I'm privileged to have this post as well because I get to listen yeah. to people's yeah. tracks before they come out or, you know, like your track. Um, it was amazing. And um, yeah, I love it, man. I know. Same, same with the, top 20 as well it's uh it's 5 p.m for me on mondays and i'm always driving yeah. to andy's man club so i can never i always see the chats going off and i always know it's funny like, because yeah go on. your phone's pinging right because <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. it's lunchtime people are knocking on my my office door so i kind of tell them now that i kind of fib a little bit and say hey i'm going to training for an hour to close the door but <laughs> yeah, they yeah. hear the music because i'm cranking it up i mean especially if it's a banger you know i got to turn all the way up and my office is rocking but they know i'm they know i'm the musician of the group so i think they tolerate it a little bit. <laughs> yeah that's good and I, yeah, I get excited i don't know about you but i get excited to see who's on plum and a chum as well i'm always like mm-hmm. wonder who it's going to be this week yeah yeah yeah, I always wish that they would play a little bit more of the of the lower 20, you know, because mm. I'm just getting into it and all of a sudden they stop and go to the <laughs> next one. But I get it, I get the time constraint. Yeah, it's a, good, it's a good format, I think. I really do. I think it's an amazing production. And then whoever came up with that link tree for the pre-saves, props for that as mm. well. Because I mean, all of that just helps. Um, it just helps along the way. Um to promote everybody. And I think we're, uh, we lift each other up. I, I really do believe that. Um, so, Hey, I know, um, can I ask you about yeah, you, of course, uh, mate. Yeah, and yeah, Charles right. and Charles are, had did a thing. <laughs> Tell me, yes. come on, come on, give me a little sneak peek. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Well, I can, well, Charles is um, very top secret about all his work. Okay. So, so I'm going to, um, I can't tell you too much. I can't tell you too much. I can tell you, I'll tell you a little bit. I think it's a great track. I'll tell you that much. It's very well, imaginative. It's very, um, I mean, you've heard Charles's stuff every time he releases something. It's got something new in there. It's got something like, the guy's a genius, I think. I, I think so, he's one of the greatest songwriters in, in NAS and possibly one of the greatest songwriters I've ever stumbled across, to be honest, because he's a talented guy, very talented guy. So he is. And here's the beauty of Charles. There's many beautiful things. Um, First off, I fell in love with the birthday song because I was just, um, I, I, it's a little over a year ago that I became a member of NAS, but heard the birthday song, fell in love with it and started listening to all of his music. And I heard these little subtleties here and there mm. through his music. And so you listen to it through your speakers and then your monitors, then you put your headphones on and you hear all these things. So I send my tracks to Charles and I get back crazy you and I hear all these little 
I call them Easter eggs that he placed yeah, in and yeah. out of my songs. And it was just like almost he knew what I was thinking. And I just thought to myself, okay, this guy is an amazing talent. I knew he was good, but I didn't think he was great. Now I know he's great. And so I'm a, I, as you can tell, I'm a huge fan. I mean, yeah, oh my yeah, God, good, I'm man. just a huge fan. So I'm really excited about that as well. And, um, it should be good, man. Yeah, and I think it's his first collab as well. He's uh, he's never he's never trusted anyone else before, but he said one of the things that he um, can't do is rap, so uh, he needed to get somebody else on. So here yeah. I am, but and that's something I can't do either. Nor <laughs> do I would ever try. I I make fun. My my daughter rolls her eyes, so uh, I don't. Uh, but we do listen to it. But uh, of course, I don't rap. So yeah, yeah, no, a lot of people don't. I kind of assumed that it was something that most people could do if they. If they tried, it's basically just poetry, isn't it? But a bit quicker, yes. more rhythmic. But um, well, it doesn't even need to be quick. Uh, but I get bored going too slowly. <laughs> well, I mean, there's an art to the the flow, if you will. You know, yeah, yeah, I think that's flow. it. And it's no different than voicing lyrics. Uh, it's it, it's different, but it's it's the same. When you're voicing lyrics, it's the same as voicing words, right? You, mm. you have this flow going, and you 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 got the beat, and you have to kind of go against the beat with rap, where where you're voicing in between. With mm. a few people it, keep telling me recently, they're like saying, telling me I rap too fast. They're like you rap too fast, you need to slow it down. I'm like, that's just my style. Like <laughs> it might be too fast for you, but. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna stop doing what I like doing because you think it's too fast. Do you ever get that? Like when people give you feedback on your music, and you're just a bit like. I take it all in stride. And here's mm. the thing. I'll be quite honest with you. Uh, I um, again, I I listen to what they say, but I make this music really. At the end of the day, I make this for mm. me. Yeah, I exactly. Really yeah, that's good, man. That's good. The way I, to I really do, and I have no delusions of grandeur. Uh, I'm 62 years old. I'm a songwriter. If somebody picks up one of my songs, I kind of type. I I kind of you know I think I kind of want to write songs that are more picked up for like soundtracks or something. But their stories is what they are, mm. and I'm leaving them. And if something yeah, that's happens, good, man. Great. If something doesn't. I was able to express something that I needed to express. I think there's a thing like, I don't know if you get this as well, but I think there's a thing with non people, people who aren't artists themselves, um, or maybe even people who are not that into music, they sort of approach conversations with you as if it's all about getting big and blowing up. And like, that's where they all their questioning goes to is like, you know, is it, are you going to blow up or whatever? And it's a bit like, I'm doing it for the love. It's sometimes it's it's a little bit of a put off um, because I, at at times like I feel like some people can be condescending. Oh, you're in a band. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I I think that they don't understand what it feeds for me or what it means to me. I mean, mm. um, being a musician is an expression of yourself, and the, you know you're being transparent. So if people can't respect the fact that you're being real or transparent, then they're really not people that you really want as fans or in your corner because I, they're superficial and shallow, dare I say. Mm. No, you're right, man, you're right. And there's a lot of that, like, I see so with uh, bigger artists really, as well. People will say, yeah. like, oh, this person's a one-hit wonder. 
Um, and they'll laugh at them or they'll go, oh, this person's a flop, like he only got to number 30. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, that's amazing. Like, I'd, I'd take one hit any day. Like, uh, and yeah, he did it. Like, well, there's no, I think that's the thing as well, isn't it? You're either very critical or you're supportive of people. And I think you're in a supportive camp. I mean, most people in the NAS are supportive camp, aren't they? And if they're not, they sort of tend to leave very quickly when they <laughs> realize it's not what they thought it would be. Yeah. So unfortunately, and I'll, I'll admit this and I'll take ownership of this, I, I'm very critical in my uh, my working normal day life. Right. Uh, I have to be, I have to have a critical eye. Uh, but when it comes to music, music's art and art is subjective. And so how dare I say, oh, I didn't like that. It's still an expression of art. It might not be my cup of tea, but it's going to be somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So you have to approach that. And I really, truly believe that to appreciate any music, you have to appreciate all of it. And you have to appreciate the person that was willing enough to be passionate enough to open up their soul to make it. And that's kind of the way I roll. I mean, you know. Yeah, I, you're right, man. Especially with, um, especially with live music when, like you say, it takes, a, it takes some cojones to get up there. Um, yeah. So we've got, so we've got five minutes left on this meeting. So what I want to do is I want to get you to face the famous NAS Quick Fire Five, if you okay. can handle it. Can you handle okay. it? Let me see. Put me <laughs> on the spot. Yeah, man, because everyone's got to face it. And I don't think we had this last time we had you on. So, no, so oh, here we go. Remember, you've only got 15 seconds maximum to answer each question. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> now I'm like, all right, go ahead. Okay, question one. What is your favorite song from the new artist spotlight playlists? Oh, for, without a doubt. I, I, and please forgive me, all you all. I love you all, but rinse and repeat. I turn that sucker all the way up. It when I'm done a set and leaving the stage, I turn that on and walk off. I love it. Yeah, man. Shout out Pat Scullions. Yeah, okay. perfect. So, but I love everybody else too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Question two: Which NAS member would you most like for us to get on this podcast? Um, Charles Conley. Uh, you know, I feel like I know him through chat, uh, but um, I, I can't wait to share a bottle of wine with the guy and just really sit down and talk with him. Yeah, agreed, man. And um, he's, I think he's been on twice, and I've missed him both times as well. So I'd love to um, love to actually get him. <laughs> Uh, question it will three. Happen. I'm going oh, yeah, to make it happen. Yeah, yeah, it's, it'll happen. Yeah, no, it's sure. on my bucket list. So. Everyone wants Charles, man. <laughs> uh, question three: What is your favorite song of all time? Oh, my favorite song of all time! Wow. Okay, so I'm going to go back to the 1940s and a song by Chet Baker and "Ghost of a Chance." I don't know nice. if he wrote it, but I know the the trumpet on it just. Blows me away. I'm gonna have so, a listen to that, mate. I don't know. It's it, a so old, old, old school. So question four: which band or artist, past or present, would you most like to see live? Pretty much I see everybody I want to see, but I would love to bring Jerry Garcia back from the dead to see him one more time. Nice, mate. Love it. <laughs> go back from the dead to play with the dead to see him one more time. <laughs> love it. Um, and question five, if you could spend a day with one of the NAS artists, who would you pick? Well, can I just have a collaboration of people? 
because uh, <laughs> there's so many people, it's hard to say, because I, I really want to spend time with each and every one of you and talk with you about your processes and, and, and your struggles. I mean, the, the creative struggles of just what it's like trying to be an artist and produce and market and manage and all that stuff. It just, it's overwhelming and it's good to know and have somebody to commiserate with and maybe share stories with. So if I'm going to take the easy way out and say, I want to spend a little bit of time with all of you. Okay. Um, I do think that's earned you a ban. I'm afraid you're going to be banned from quick fire five record books um, as a, as a non finisher. Um, oh, really? Yes. Okay. One person. <laughs> okay. Ed Eagle, because I want to talk yeah. and tell him about how great the Tampa Bay Rays could be. <laughs> No, you don't want to talk about any of that nonsense. No, forget about that. <laughs> no nonsense. Uh, <laughs> so you know our hockey team, forget it. But all right. Okay. Yeah, that's all Swahili to me, mate. But um, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm with you. Um, so this is it. Thank you for coming on, man. What can we expect for you next? Okay. Uh, I have a, a song that drops tomorrow, Hobbs. And then another song, Lily Flower, that drops sometime in August. And a couple more tracks later on this year. Um, Please check out my website, richallenmusic.com. Um, and um, let me just say mad love to all of you guys, New Auto Spotlight um, members and musicians, artists, and just thanks for the love and support. And, um, I'll see you guys at Monday at noon or 5 p.m., depending on your time zone. And I, I'm not sure about our folks in Australia, but a shout out to them as well. Um, Thanks so much. And I look forward to uh, your release as well. On the, I yeah, think the nice one, man. July the 8th, I think it is. Um, July the 8th. Okay, I yeah, did pre-state, yeah. but, you know, dates and stuff, you know. <laughs> all right, man, it's been a pleasure. Thank you, everybody, uh, okay. for listening yeah. as well. And we'll see you all next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. New, new, new artist spotlight.